Is that good? That's good right there. Man, I could do that all the day long. That's good. Wow. I'm glad everybody's here. I, when I first, we first started this thing, there was like two people. <laughs> that was awesome. And as everybody stood, Steve and Sue came in. It was awesome. It was like, everyone stand. Even too. Anyway, it's funny to me. Okay, um, we're going to study. We're studying the Gospels. That's what we're still studying. We're still studying the words of Jesus, which is appropriate because we are a Christian church. Yeah? Are you all right, Jeff? I like that. Is that a selfie? You taking selfies? It's a selfie stick. Podcasting. We're, I, we're live, live streaming. So nobody say nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, one thing I want to talk about John before we start reading John. John's different than all the other Gospels. The Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're called the Synoptic Gospels. And John wrote his Gospel after the Synoptics were written. And 90%, or I think it's 87 or something like that. Do you know, uh, where's Adam? Adam, like how much of John is not in the Synoptics? About 90%. I was, I was, that was pretty good. But 90% of John isn't in the other three. And he's telling the story in a totally different way. And he's making totally different points. And he's looking at Jesus in a different light. In fact, he starts off not with genealogy. He starts with the universe. He starts off just like Genesis. He says, in the beginning, Jesus was there. Jesus was there when God made this world. That's how big Jesus is. And so you get this huge cosmic view of Jesus. And then he zooms in and and gives you like real earthy pictures of Jesus. And one of my favorite stories is when Jesus first walking up over the hill. John the Baptist says, behold. Does anybody remember what he says? My wife knows it just because I, I say it all the time. Behold, the Lamb of God come to take away the sins of the world. And so that's relevant because we're going to start with Passover. And that's what the Passover event is all about. It's about the Lamb it's about the lambs. Remember the Passover event? They would kill the lambs and the, and the blood would cover the door. And the angel of death went over. And Jesus is about to do something that's going to change everything forever. I know there's a lot because I haven't preached in a while. So there's like 18 sermons coming at me in my mind. But I want you to, this, this is one of them. And I think this is the one I'm given. <laughs> Ask the question. Do you believe Jesus is the Messiah? Do you believe Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe Jesus? Period. Do you believe Jesus? Open up your Bibles if you got them, and there's some free ones around here. I think, unless somebody jacked them, but uh, I think there's some free Bibles. Open them up to John chapter. I'm going to start in verse 13. Now, the Passover of the Jews... Is everybody... I hear some pages turning. I'll wait a second. Preston family, good job. Until you showed up, Ed was the furthest drive. He went to Vegas and back. He was at that boxing thing last night. So if he's awake, it's a miracle. John chapter 2, starting in verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, 
There's a monitor. Does anybody else hear that? <laughs> Jesus? No. I, I don't know. Turn that thing down. In the temple, he found... Oh, by the way, the temple is the heart of Jews. It's the heart. It's, it's, this is, this is, this is the, this, the hub. And Okay, Passover. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves. And the money, ma- money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of money changers and overturned their tables. Calvin says, at this point, he's overturning the, the tables of those who's who love money. He's turn, overturning their souls. He told, he told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years. And will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered. They remembered that he had said this. And they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the word of the Lord. What makes you angry? What makes you angry? I know a lot of things make me angry. (laughs) There's all kinds of injustices that are happening in my world. I don't know about your world, but there's all kinds of injustices. Just throw throw a dart out at the world, and there's something wrong with it. There's something messed up about it. There's somebody being wronged. There's, There's someone not being stood up for. There's a misfit not being loved. There's a person walking into a room and everyone's ignoring them. There's all kinds of injustices in this world. And if you don't get angry, you're lying. Because you do get angry. A girl named Dorothy Sayers says, We have declawed the Lion of Judah. Jesus walks into this room, and it's the temple. And he is angry. He is furious. He's about to rip something up. He's about, to, he's about to bust some heads. And it's not this buddy Jesus that we see all the time in Hollywood. And it's not eight pound, nine ounce baby Jesus in Talladega Nights. It's this raging Jesus. It's the Lion of Judah. Passover's coming. He goes into his father's house. And he flips over the tables. He starts throwing around the money. What's he so angry about? What is he so angry about? Someone. We got some master's degrees. We got some PhD. Yes. The exclamation point is actually around the world. The word, my father's house. He's not... He's not angry at social injustice. 
He's angry at, at obtuseness to the holiness of God. God will not be ignored. God will not be trifled with. God will not be just stand idly by while you walk on his reputation. Jesus is furious because his dad is being disrespected in his house. Notice that he says, my house, my father's house. You know, in other places in the gospel, it's, it's the people of God's house. It's the, it's the community, the church's house. It's the, it's the people of Israel's house. Have you ever been so mad that, like, stuff slips out? You know, like, truth. Like, I think Jesus is so mad, he's letting, he's letting the cat out of the bag. Up in, like, in all the other parts, he's saying, keep it secret that I'm the king of kings, lord of lords. Because I'm not supposed to get crucified for another three years. He's not keeping under wraps right now. He starts laying it out on the table. He says, this is my dad's house. You mess with him, you're messing with me. And that goes to this crux of this, this passage. Is the, the people, the, the disciples, they understand. After. After the crucifixion and resurrection. After the whole story. When they were there... They were just as confused as everybody else. They're hanging around. They follow. They just started following Jesus, you know, like a day ago. And they walk into this temple, and Jesus starts flipping over stuff. And they're like, what is going on? And I remember, and then they, they remember, you know, three years later, they were like, oh, this is what he was talking about. This is a major claim. Martin Luther says, If a man tries to find God anywhere else but in Jesus, that man will miss. This passage is saying that Jesus is the temple. Jesus is the temple. He's the sacrificial lamb. We find out in, in Hebrews that he's the, he's the priest sacrificing the lamb. And not only that, he's the building in which the lamb is slain. He is the temple. I can't see anybody's reaction. Does anybody awake? Is anybody hearing that? I feel like I'm under arrest. Okay. No, officer, those are empties. Okay. He says the Jews the Jews stand up and say, What right do you have to say this stuff? You can't come into the house of God. And he says, Destroy this temple and in three days it'll be built again. How confusing is that? They don't they don't get an answer. But they do get an answer. I'm gonna, I was going to read a quote, but I'm not going to read a quote. That's enough theology for the day. That's enough theology for the day. Jesus is the temple. I asked you earlier, do you believe 
Jesus. Do you believe Jesus? Up until now, John hasn't given us anything that we're supposed to apply. He's just unwrapping how amazing this Jesus is. He starts it off in the beginning and he says, the universe was made through him. And then he says, he's the lamb of God, take away the sin of the world. Now he's walking into the temple and he's, he is the Messiah. He's the temple. He's the Messiah. He's everything. And he's walking in there. And this is the end of killing animals in order to cover the sins of the people of God. He's the Messiah and he's turning over the tables and he's symbolically and he's really saying no more. Everybody who's like in PETA is doing a cartwheel right now because there's no more doves being killed. There's no more cattle. There's no more sheep. He is the Lamb of God. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. The sacrificial system's about to end. And you can worship him anywhere. You can find him anywhere. He's the temple. He's the place that you go and you meet the God eternal. He's the place where you walk out and you're changed. But what do you do? These are all huge theological statements. It ends right before he tells you what to do. John then says this. After he had spoken and he would said all this stuff, he said, when he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival... Many believed in his name because the signs that he was because the signs he was doing. And actually, at the end of verse twenty-two, he says, "And they start, the disciples earlier had started believing Jesus. Now they started believing the Scripture was pointing to Jesus. And then he calls us, and he calls anyone reading this to something. What is that something?" Believing in his name. Do you believe that Jesus is big enough to take your problems? Do you believe that Jesus is big enough and bigger than your current plans? Do you believe that if Jesus were to walk up to you today and say, I want you to drop everything you're doing and do this, you would do it. Dallas Willard really helps us with this word believe. A lot of times we say we believe stuff and then we keep going and we don't really believe it. He says we've misused this word believe over and over and over. Did you ever take any classes with Willard? I wish that guy. SC, he taught at SC. He was the head of philosophy at SC. That's great. Spencer went to SC. I know that. But he says, we always say we believe stuff. I can tell you something that everyone in here believes just by looking at you right now. You believe that that chair will support your weight. How do I know that you believe that? Your action. You're sitting in the chair. There's a lot of people that go to church on Sundays and say, I believe that Jesus is the way. And then they walk around the rest of their week and there's no fruit. There's no change in their lives. There's nothing that, that substantiates that they actually believe that Jesus is the way. If you look at your life, look at your life right now and think back of just this last week. What did you believe? 
I believe that physical exercise is horrible <laughs> because I'm, doing, I'm trying to get rid of this limp and everybody's saying, when are you going to stop limping? I'm going to punch the next person that says that in the face. <laughs> it's, it's a femur, people. Okay, give me some patience, okay? Six to eight months, that's what the guy keeps telling me. If I, if I could punch him, I would. Frank Chow, he, he does this guy too. He thinks, he, yeah, Glenn, I, I kind of hate that guy. Anyway, <laughs> I believe that physical exercise stinks because I was, I was yelling at it. I was, you know, hurting at it. I believe that music is amazing. I spent a couple hours at the end of uh, yesterday at Amoeba Records, just going through records and going through CD. I, I believe that my family is, is, is worth a lot. I believe that my family, because I spent a lot of time with my family this week. I went hiking with my son and stuff. I went to jury duty. I believe that courtrooms are kind of cool inside. <laughs> and it's funny, because I went in there. Anyway, it's another sermon. What, did you, what do you believe? Do you believe Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? Do you believe he, he actually made you into a new creation? Do you believe he took your sins so you don't have to carry him anymore and you can have a new life? Do you believe that Jesus is everything? The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Our source for water, food, hope, joy, sustenance, strength, passion, fire. My follow-up question, and then I'll sit down. When's the last time you sought the face of this Jesus? When's the last time you opened this book and said, I want to know this king? When's the last time you sat down and said, this Jesus guy, he gave his life for me? Why? And looked for the answer. How does he know my name? Why does he care about me? I lied. There's another little story. C.S. Lewis has this awesome devotional in this uh, Lenten series that we're you can get a booklet at the front desk. But a couple days ago, he was talking about how Jesus, and he talks on John chapter 7, verse 9, I believe it is. You didn't choose God, God chose you. And C.S. Lewis writes the words, Jesus didn't die for humanity. Jesus died for Tammy. Jesus died for Steve. Jesus died for Mike. Jesus died for Jane. Jesus died for Jason. He's coming after you. He's coming after me. Believe. That's it. Just start believing and watch the fireworks happen. Amen.